This podcast is recorded using Adobe Audition and is distributed to supporting podcast applications via Anchor. If you'd like to support us, be sure to check out our Instagram page at Jake and Mel Podcast or submit feedback to us at our email, jakeandmelpodcast at gmail.com. I'm sitting here, I'm drinking this drink, and uh, I gotta say that the, um, the monster version might be better, which is disappointing. What is disappointing? Yeah. I'm not, I've tried really hard to wean myself off of any energy drinks, but. And then we lifted at 5 a.m. every day for well, the, two months. Well, yeah, we, we well, because we started <laughs> taking pre workout because that was hard. Yeah. To just get up, and I mean, but my motivation was carrying me, you know, for most of that, but then. Um, actually the podcast itself, just having something to drink and also, cause there were a couple of times we recorded pretty freaking late. Yeah. And well, you know, the other thing is recently the, you know, we were transitioning finally into, uh, the springtime. Um, and then soon enough, the summertime is so you get the changing of the seasons. Yeah. I know that's made me a little bit more tired. Uh, also, you get uh, the changes of the hours. I mean, it's what dusk is now seven thirty. Yeah. Or almost 8 o'clock. I also uh, ran out of Alpha Brain. Um, I'm pretty sure I brought this up in like the first or second episode, but I take that stuff anytime I need to focus on anything. It's like an on it supplement. So those of you who've ever listened to Joe Rogan, that's like, he's like, he owns half of that company. Um, but Did somebody, he buy half of that company after he talked about them? No, I'm pretty sure he's he's the co-owner of it. Oh. Yeah, like all the, like the, you see like the ape kettlebells and stuff, and they had a Star Wars line of kettlebells that were really freaking I thought it cool. was like he did the promo for him in one of his episodes and he liked it so much he bought it, but maybe he always, maybe, I don't know. He, well, he's like the co-owner. He, the other guy might be like 75% owner and he's 25% or whatever, hmm. but he's a huge, he's obviously the, the biggest face of that company. So maybe the other guy owns it, but he's like a partial owner. Yeah. But either way, if you have ADHD like me or ADD or anything else like that, or like, like, <laughs> Also me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was like, I wish the shit, I, I wish I had known about it because they're called nootropics. They did exist, but I never thought about seriously taking them until I listened to Joe Rogan one too many times and then I took it and I was like, oh, is this what it feels like to be a normal person that's capable of focusing on one thing? <laughs> um, yeah, but I ran out of that and I've been trying to supplement it with caffeine and it's not fucking working. Yeah. It, you know, I... um yeah, once upon a time, I was on those little, uh, the fucking, the focused medicine, whatever. And uh, that's part of the reason why I, I drink energy drinks, and I shouldn't, 
right? And I gave it up for a while, and then I brought it back, and then I gave it up again, and then I brought it back. And, you know, it's not like I'm crushing six of these a day. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. drinking one every handful of days. Yeah, um, and, and and I've I've done I think you and I have both done a pretty good job of limiting ourselves to that. But it does help if I feel like it helps me focus. Like caffeine doesn't make me jittery, doesn't make me crazy, it doesn't make me stay up. Like I can still, I mean, unless it's some ungodly amount, like a, a bang or something. Yeah, you know. Well, I I can sleep and there's no problem. But it does help me focus a little bit more, and so that's why I enjoy drinking them. I just made a weird click. But, noise. God, but, uh, could you imagine crushing like? Dude, there were people that we worked with at our old job uh, that would crush like five, five of these a day. And I'm no, not five energy drinks, five I'm banks. banks. We banks had a guy who three hundred milligrams of caffeine. There was per a dude bang. who had he would have a large coffee in the morning, then I think five bangs. No, sorry, he had three bangs, and then he would have a monster at night. But we also know somebody who's um, who said that um, their sibling has drinks five of them a day, and it's like okay, you were actually damaging your heart at that point. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Unlike you, I don't get jittery if it's during the day and I drink an energy drink. But if I'm tired, um, then it can be a lot of times it's that situation where either my mind will be alert and my body's dead or vice versa. So either A, um, I'll be really sluggish, but then I'll be like move really jittery and like jerky. Yeah. And trust me, as somebody like it's like my butt, like my mind and my body are not connected. Because either I'll be talking like 9,000 fucking words per second or vice versa. My body will be moving way faster than I feel like I should be. (laughs) And there's some fucking rude fucking people in this world and many people that I don't know. Like, I'll just be tired of shit and, like, I've had random people just walk up to me and be like, hey, um, (laughs) like, here's something for you real quick. This isn't planned, but if you didn't know somebody, right, would you ever walk up to somebody and ask them, like, hey, do you have a disability? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, because <laughs> no, no, of course not. I've had people ask me, like, straight up, don't know this fucking person. And, like, I'll be dead tired. And I'm, like, the end of, like, a 12-hour shift. And I'm trying to pull through with the energy drinks, right? And I move fast anyways. Um, and that's why I – actually, one of the reasons that I stopped trying to drink these is because – Unlike Alpha Brain, where I can think clearly and kind of like slow myself down and just, um, I'll get into this like really hectic, like I need a fucking move thing. My grandmother does it. My mom does it. My sister. Um, but I get super fucking jerky. And then combine that with the fact that, although I was never diagnosed, I do feel like I do have a small amount of OCD. And I'm fairly certain that my family can bring that up or back that up. Um, I do things like I'll repeat myself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you've seen me do it. Like, I'll like I'll look at something and then, like, twist around. I'll be like, okay, let me look at this real fucking quick. And then, like, I can't focus on one thing. And so I, like, I'll go back and forth. And it's infuriating to me if I'm tired of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I'll fucking sprint into the kitchen and be like, all right, I need my fucking keys. And then I'll move back into the fucking living room and be like, okay, where the fuck are my shoes? And I'm like, wait, I didn't grab my fucking keys. And I, where are my keys? I go back and forth, right? And then I've had people come up to me and be like, hey, um, like they'll, you know, they'll not be like, oh, you doing all right, man? Like I've had random people be like, ah, uh, do you have like an, uh, like a disability or like I'm like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, I like, luckily for those people, usually they're like middle aged people. And I was like, 
I guess nobody ever told you that, that that's fucking rude, but like, well, we also I live like, in the DC area and it is widely accepted to be one of the ruder areas. Well, yeah, I was like, why would you ever like ask, country? like walk I up mean, to somebody like, and be like, Oh, do you have, and I was like, I, you know, luckily I'm also a very nice person and I don't consider it worth it to backhand some fucking middle-aged person because they're being <laughs> a fucking dick for no reason. I'm like, no, I'm just tired of shit. And this energy drink, all it's done is made me extremely jittery. And then yeah. just stare into their fucking soul. And they're like, oh. Yeah. It's a, it, I mean, it's, yeah, it's funny. But there's, yes. There's people, people are just like, you know, they, they don't give two shits up here. That's still, that, that always reminds me of the story of our other roommate who uh, we were out one night and uh, this girl that was with our group got heavily, heavily intoxicated and so we were attempting to get her a ride back to her place. Um, some of us were going to ride with her to make sure she got back okay. And uh, as we're waiting for a vehicle, she's kind of like slumped over in someone's arms. And, uh, you know, of course, it's this is pre-COVID. So there's a bunch of people out. You got all these drunk dudes that are kind of coming up to us trying to white knight like, yo, what the fuck's going on here? It's like, bro, this is our friend. We got it. We're taking care of her. Fuck off. And then at one point, uh, this old couple walks by, middle-aged couple walks by. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was uh, it was two couples. They walk past. And one guy's like, oh, looks like a, a case of uh, too much tequila. And our roommate, who um, normally is, I mean, well, he's he's a loud, obnoxious guy. But, like, normally he's not, pol- like, impolite when we're out in public. He, he turns around with, like, a happy-go-lucky face. And he goes, oh, actually, it's more of a case of... Uh, and then his face just changes to fucking back the fuck off. He goes, it's more of a case of mind your own fucking business. And the, the two couples were like, oh, God. And they just kind of fucking walked off. But it was like, it was hilarious the way it went down. And it was just, yeah, people just walk up and say whatever to you. It's like, hey, fuck off. Like, I'm, we're, you know, we're in the middle of a thing here. I don't need, I don't need Joe Schmo walking up here saying like, oh, what are you about to do with this person? Like, I'm about to put them in their car. With oh, yeah. some friends to take them home and make sure they don't die. What are oh, you yeah. doing? Is it, there's, You're uh, half drunk or fully drunk walking around the street by yourself. What yeah, are you doing? Like, there are. <laughs> here's the thing, right? There's, you know, there's plenty of white knights out there. Trust me. Um, but it's one thing if it's like a bunch of dudes and they're carrying one fucking chick. I mean, who knows? It could be a dude and his girlfriend and then like they're friends. But if it's multiple couples out at the same time. Yeah, it was like, it was a whole group of us. It was like multiple couples. That's, there was at least, at least half a dozen of us, at least. And it's like, yo, what the hell are you guys doing? And it wasn't like, it wasn't like someone who came up and was like, hey, is everything okay? Do you guys need any help? It was immediately thought we were up to no good, walking up, shoving past us. What are you guys doing? And it's like, dude, fuck off. Like, get out of here. I don't know you. Get out of here. (laughs) But anyway, um, so uh, when we get st- uh, well, welcome to episode nine, by the way. Yes, welcome. Um, before we get started with our topics, Small we wanted to over. talk about some news. Yes, Jake, would you like to share? Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I've brought this up quite often. Um, so one of the things that I picked up a couple of years ago was I write. Um, I've actually written one book. The second one, I would say. Okay, so I'm, I'm roughly on the first draft. So it, the first draft's like eighty percent done. But one of the things that I do, I started off doing actually, is I wrote a ton of short stories. I still write them. Um, And a lot of them, I think, are 
and maybe if whether or not they're good enough is up to, I guess, public opinion. But I'm confident enough now where I think I would like to share them. So what I'm going to be doing hopefully in the next month is um, getting my own website up and running. And I'm going to start putting some of those short stories up there for you guys to read. Um, they're going to be a variety of different stuff. Some of them are going to be set in the, I don't know, I guess universe or the uh, realm or canon of my actual first book, hopefully when it comes out fairly shortly. Um, but the rest of them are just, you in know, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just, by a lot of like random offshoots. And I think that it would be nice to kind of have a place for people to look at them. Some of them I would like to expand into actual books themselves, but yeah. it'll be a fun little place for me to at least start to get my work out there so that maybe there's a little bit of excitement when my book comes out. Um, yeah. Hopefully I can, you know, I'm going to be working on that the following weeks and then once it's up and I pick the first stories that'll go up. Um, yeah. yeah maybe we'll share some stuff be, on uh, social media about it. Interested in checking out. Um, the other topic of news is our reaction to Godzilla versus Kong, which is non-existent because <laughs> of stupid bullshit, which is like, that's my, that's my trademark comment when everything doesn't go my way. It's stupid bullshit. My girlfriend tells me all the time. She's like, I love when you get mad about anything because it always is the cause of stupid bullshit. Um, so Godzilla was announced to release this past Friday. Um, Jake and I are part of a Facebook page um, called the coalition of ordinary players that I run with another friend of mine up in New York city. Um, we were doing a watch party. We had a whole watch party scheduled. We were going to do a watch party with like a bunch of people, like 15 people. Um, we, Jake and I were going to view it and then do our reaction in this episode of the podcast for everybody to listen to and kind of formulate their own opinions off of. And, um, it released everywhere, but the U S yep. so, I've been watching trailers and I must have just not been paying attention. I'll go ahead and say that it was completely on me. I, you know, God forbid that it be an issue with how the trailers were structured or the industry or anything. I'll just say it was my fault. But like, I did not see anywhere that this Friday was going to be the international release and that this coming Wednesday was going to be the U.S. release to HBO Max and U.S. theaters and all that jazz. So, like, we're highly anticipating this movie. I mean, this yeah. is supposed to be the big bring us back to theaters movie. And luckily, you know, the U.S., we don't have a lot of the theaters open yet. They're slowly coming back alive, but a lot of them are still closed. So for us, it was going to be HBO. We we're doing this watch party. Super excited. Now, international release first. So uh, right now, if you are listening to this podcast and you are in the U.K. or in China, especially China, uh, or or Australia or anywhere other than the U.S., you probably have already watched the movie and you could tell me how fucking great it is. But or not. we won't Hopefully know until great. or not. God, I hope it's I hope it's good. Yeah. But well, um, you know, we will be. So what we've done is we will be. Uh, unfortunately, this episode is probably coming out Friday, so that means that the movie has in fact released in the U.S. Um, you will Wednesday. likely not get our response until episode 10 of the podcast. So a little delayed, but it's just kind of how the dominoes yeah. fall. It is what it is. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a little goof on our part. That's a little but, goof on our part, but whatever but, it happens. I mean, that's not the first time something like that's happened. Yeah. Um, I just, I can't dude. It's like, 
It's like that paradox, man. It's like I you knew swear, something. Like, I swear, swear up and to down. God that I knew something for sure, and then all of a sudden at the last second, it's like changed. And what what kills me is like everybody in our watch party, no one knew. Like everybody that was involved with doing this uh, view of the movie, and and nobody realized that it was an international release, and that and that the U.S. was waiting until March thirty first, and so it was kind of just like everybody was like, "Fuck." Yeah, and it, it was sucked because it was the day of that we figured it out. It wasn't even like hours the day before. It was like hours beforehand. It was like that we five p.m. and we were gonna watch it at seven thirty. Yeah. Jake and I and were grilling on our back deck, and we got the we got the uh, notification from somebody in our group, and they were like, "Hey, uh, I got some bad news." And I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm still very excited. We're trying to avoid uh, spoilers like the plague. Jake and I suffer from a similar issue where when we know that there are spoilers out there, we have this like need to see them. I hate, I fucking hate secrets like, and I hate <laughs> not knowing things. So the second, like, don't get me wrong. I've, yeah, no, it like if I, I am watching a show, right. And the next episode's not out. That's fine. But like, if there's like multiple seasons out, I'm like, I don't think I can fucking sit here knowing that, the answer is just right there, and I can go look at it. Like five fucking. There seconds. were there were times where it was so bad. I, I I can't explain it to you. I like I don't know because you would think that somebody wants to be like they want to be oud and odd, right? You know, I wanna I wanna have some genuine reactions to this film when I watch it in the watch party. At the same time, I just want to fucking know, dude. Especially with some of these movies, that I'm really anticipated for, like, or, or I'm really excited for. Um, it's been so bad that in the past I would watch all the spoilers, read all the spoilers, pirate the movie and watch it ahead of time before the release and then go and see it in theater still. And so like, it doesn't make any sense and I don't do it that bad anymore. That was in my younger years. Uh, But like, you know, it was, that's, that's how bad it was at times with movies that I was just really excited for. And sometimes it wasn't even worth it. Like do that, you know, it, it never, never did it ruin the experience for me, but there were some movies that definitely weren't that they weren't worth that much excitement. And I was like, Oh, okay, well, whatever. Um, but it, I don't know. It's just that like wanting to know thing. And I don't have that problem with anything else. Like, yeah. you know, no other aspect of my life. Do I have the problem of, I just need to fucking know. Well, I just why, need to um, know. It's only with like movies and shows, and sometimes video games. Some of you, so that's why a lot of stuff too, like the the slow part, the slow opening part of a video game, like, you know, some video games you play it like a second time, and you're like, okay, let me skip through, and I, can, I know I can just get through all this stuff real quick, and I can get back into the good part real quick, and there are others you're like, oh, I forgot how slow the beginning is, yeah. and you're just like, ah, fuck, like, you know, like, well, I don't know if I would have do this part like I can't you know it takes so long to get to the good part so there it's it's kind of again weird it's really weird the last thing I'll say about it is for me with the spoilers especially if it's a if it's if I'm reading spoilers watching is one thing because that that does kind of negate the response that you would have otherwise going into the movie blind but um even just reading spoilers for whatever reason it'll actually get me more excited yeah. about seeing it so like a good example is back with game of thrones before it tanked um i was part of a reddit page 
and there was constantly spoilers being leaked. And it was usually synopsises of the oh, episode yeah. and stuff of that nature. And back when the show was good, I would see those synopsises and I would get excited to watch that. I'd be like, I know what's about to happen and I'm excited to see it. To me, it wasn't a ruining thing like, oh, I've been duped. Now I'm furious because I already know what's going to happen. It was like, no, I'm excited to see that. Like, that's fucking dope. That's better than any of my expectations. And now I'm going to watch that. And of course, that died as soon as we got to the last two seasons of the show. Well, arguably just the last season of the show. I kind of liked most of season seven, but season eight was obviously a, yeah. a disappointment to a lot of folks. How many but, years? You know that, 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 that that's I've done that with movies too, and it, I don't know. It just it gets me more excited. How many? Um, um how many years has it been now since season? Damn. Like was how it twenty? Has it been? Was it twenty nineteen or was it twenty eighteen? I feel like it's it's been a while. Um, it was the beginning of twenty eighteen when it finished. No, 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 no. It was it was twenty nineteen. Okay, the beginning of 2019. It was 2019. So three years ago? No. Three, sorry, two, uh, yeah. Well, two, no. roughly. No, roughly three years ago. 2019. Yeah. It, w- it was around this time. No. Because yeah. the last season didn't come out. It came out in the summer, didn't it? So it'll be three years this summer. Uh, well, dude, like that. I feel like that. So one book came out. Or I guess early on. I don't know. Numbers, in, math. I'm too old for that shit. Like now, I understand like how authors can be slow with putting out books, and I understand. But here's the thing about that: like this is kind of briefly get off topic. I mean, it, it's on topic, but um, one book came out. I'm fairly certain early on in the show, people were like, oh sweet, then because the first one I'm pretty sure came out like the '90s, right? And then the books themselves started to really pick up speed, and then all of a sudden it was like obviously presumably part of a marketing campaign and then everybody started reading them and then there were people who'd already read them saying, yeah, these are the greatest fucking books ever and they are really fucking good. And then, you know, somewhere in the first, second, third season, we get another book and then ever since then, it was like, when are we getting the next book? There's two more. The author's like 70-something years old. And here's my thing, right? I'm not George R.R. Martin, but he's got to have... The vast bulk of those books already fleshed out, right? Like the amount of world building and stuff that it takes and that he's done. Um, he already had he already knows how it ends, right? And he's yeah. he already had for the previous books, he had co-authors helping him write out some of the portions of it because it's is a large project. And it's kind of one of those things that I mean I don't I mean we've seen things that were most of the way done and then somebody who was not the original author or producer picked it up and fucked it up. Yeah. But well, so my thing with that is so first of all, I have like no desire to read the books, which is really sad because I'm a huge fantasy book fan. They're better than the show. They're better than the show. That's what everybody says. Hands but down. the show has left such a poor taste in my mouth. Yeah. That like, it's yeah. almost like, what's the, what's the point? Well, cause and we people already... were like, Oh, well the point is cause the books are so much better. Well, here's the thing. Okay. But like, I think he, he hasn't finished them. And I want, and I almost wonder, I mean, Jake, Will I he? almost wonder is the reason why he hasn't finished them. And, and this is me speculating yeah. without really looking at any of the news coverage on why he has or has not finished them. I know that it's supposedly he was working on the next book. Yeah. But is maybe the reason why he hasn't finished 
is because the fandom is so devastated and distraught by how the show ended. Yeah. That it's almost like, you know, and I, and I don't believe that the show ended how he intended it to. I think that he shared his notes on how it was supposed to end and they just kind of went off the cuff because they were like, oh, well, we're ahead of the books now, so well, we can do whatever the, the fuck is, we want. And so I almost, I wonder if he's almost stuck in a a similar stage to George Lucas right now. Yeah. With he's he's seen his intellectual property misused. Yes. And whereas George Lucas is currently still fighting, uh, in some regards, with with Disney to 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 make things right for the fandom, I feel like he's he might just be done he yeah. might just be tired like hey you know what if i finish this book well, whatever if i die whatever <laughs> and, well, and here well here's the thing and i think you're right because here's the thing right no movie really has ever come close to being as good as a book yeah there are some times where you'll have a short story and they turned it into a movie and that's different yeah but the amount of things and the amount of Basically, you can make a movie flashy, you know, you can have good actors and they can outact certain parts and stuff. Um, but to make a good book that people are going to want to reread or they're going to remember it, that takes a whole nother level of thinking. Um, you know what I mean? Because you look at anything by H.P. Lovecraft or Shakespeare or like anything else, right? And yeah. you watch the movies and you're like, ah, this is okay, you know, I guess. But then you know, or any other author. And then you read the book and you're like, damn, like the fucking Harry Potter books, you know, a lot. We, you know, I mean, yeah, we were kids and whatnot growing up watching the Harry Potter movies and they were pretty good, but you read the books and it's just, it doesn't even fucking compete. Right. And same with Lord of the Rings. So I, with how good those movies are. Yes. There's still so much in the books that top it. Still in my mind, the best movies ever made. Yeah. And I doubt something will come close I mean, right. I, the more that I, uh, learn and that's, that's, that's when you know that you have a good set of movies and, and a yeah. good, and, and I'll even extend that credit to the Harry Potter movies as well. I think that the Lord of the Rings movies and the Harry Potter movies are the best representations of successful book to film adaptations that we yes. have seen so far. Yes. Um, with and- Lord of the Rings I'm constantly learning new Easter eggs about stuff they did with those films. Yeah. And it's the kind of stuff that you just don't see anymore. Oh yeah. My um, sister and same and with I, Harry Potter, um, not to, to a lesser extent, but like, oh, yeah. um, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, that's like, you can't even compare anything. There's a reason why all the Lord of the Rings movies won like Oscar after Oscar after Oscar. Oh yeah. It, it, because they were they were just literal works of art. The fucking that we production seen value, um, you know, they lucked out. They got Peter Jackson. They got Weta Workshop. They had all of the correct pieces that they needed. Yeah. Right. And it was just, you know, and my sister and I, I like, I'm pretty sure, like I've said this before, um, my sister and I watched the VHS uh, version of the Fellowship of the Ring. It, we passed the 50 mark before um, Two Towers came out. Or, yeah. Um, and, you know, even then, I've, you know, I've continued to watch them. And I, we, I would still find new things, right? And then now that um, it's kind of funny I'm saying this, making myself feel old, now that the internet is expanding and they're in these t- entire fandoms and subreddits and 
YouTube channels and Instagram pages dedicated to lore and movies and shit. Um, more and more shit I'm still seeing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just little things that you didn't notice before. And I think you're absolutely right about George R. R. Martin. He, you had people who, the producers and whatnot, who just like saw what he wanted to do. And they're like, oh, Coco, yeah, that's cool. But we're going to do our own thing. And they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Right. They had great actors. Yeah. They had a great story. And then you had guys who were just like, let's make it the flashiest fucking like, you know, not like fucking, you know, like Michael Bay. Let's add in fucking explosions and fire and shit. You know what I mean? And it, and I was like, well, that's not what drew people in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, what killed me is that they just went from lots of attention to detail to no attention to detail. Oh, yeah. And the last three or four and- episodes could have been an entire season. Yeah. Right. The fact that, you know, um, was it the Siege of Winterfell happened in an episode and then, um, you know, they dealt with all of the uh, the White Walkers in a fucking episode after them being the, you know, the in the the yeah, real the, problem the entire the, the, time. Yeah. The, the background and then main it was, bad guy, the Thanos of the show. Yeah. And then it was OK. One episode. Um, here's, you know, Danny finally shows up. Right. And then you have Cersei who's like, yeah, no, um, we're defeated, but we're not going to back down. And then like just. You know, like, OK, I'm just, she's just going to sacrifice the whole city. It's it's a bunch of conversations. And it was just like, you're like, what? And it, then, of course. It's a bunch of conversations that have already been had. I mean, the yeah. show's been out for and three then, years. It's it's just, it's a lot of, I mean, it's, it is what it is. It, yeah, we can't go like, back unless the they fuck? go back and try to make movies or they try to make a new show. And I guarantee you the book's not going to end that way. He said it wasn't. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? But. But we anyway. could do a whole episode on Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones and stuff, um, or multiple episodes. <clears throat> but in the effort of, I guess, trying to keep this too, let's talk about shows that don't suck. Yeah, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode two, baby. Great. So, uh, spoilers. I'm saying this again. We have been requested by some of our audience to, to put, put an, in an uh, actual timestamp. T- actual timestamps. So, Mel so Nick and I'm looking note. at uh, this is about. 30 minutes and 15 seconds. I will put that in the description, but we are going into spoiler territory. I am warning you now, if you did not see the timestamp and you are this far in the podcast, spoilers are ahead. So turn it off. Yep. Um, We're talking about Falcon and the winter soldier episode two. Once again, another fantastic episode. Uh, We're learning a lot of shit. We're seeing some huge expansions to the world, which it's funny we're now at a state in the Marvel universe where it's just that a universe. We've been to other planets. We've seen other civilizations. We've met alien characters. We've expanded so far past earth that it's crazy to think that there might be more world building to do on earth. Yeah, there is. Yeah. They're still doing it it. with this episode. So we find out that, um, there was a uh, there was a black super soldier during the uh, what did they say Vietnam War or Korea, no Korean Korea. War yes during he the was, Korean War um, he Isaiah was, and we I looked him up and he was actually supposed to be he when Captain America was gone he was Captain America essentially yeah he didn't hold the mantle of Captain America and that was another thing because that one of the themes that they're 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 using now is you see how Anthony Mackie's treated actually in this episode immediately after they see Isaiah um. Right, and... Oh, and the cops show up? Yep, and yeah. so Bucky shows up, and Bucky and so Isaiah Bucky's 
fought each other in the Korean War because Bucky um, was sent after him. Yep, and and he beat the shit out of Bucky and ripped his arm off. Yep, and he went to him, which is dope, to try to see if he could help him. Right, uh, Bucky's like, "There's somebody that I need you to meet." Right, and I don't know fully well, like if he knows, maybe Isaiah knows that there are other people that, um, out there that can help them. You know what I mean? But he was not happy to see Bucky. Well, because essentially, he hasn't seen him in years. Well, the, the last time he saw Bucky was when Bucky was working for Hydra. And so he yep. makes it a point to bring that up. And the other thing is, is Isaiah doesn't have the uh, slowed aging. He only had the superhuman abilities. Yeah. So think Captain America, but Captain America still ages at the same rate as a normal human. Well, then Bucky's aging even slower. Yeah, yeah. Bucky's aging even slower. So you got Isaiah, who's like, you know, an old ass man, but he's still able to throw a metal tin and stick it into the wall because he's a superhuman. Um, he, the last time he saw Bucky was when Bucky almost fucking killed him, but then he beat the shit out of Bucky. He so so cut he, his arm he, off wrote, he like uh, he makes a comment about like, you know, your people talking about Hydra thinking that Bucky might still be working for Hydra. And the reason why Bucky knows where he is, I think is a part of Bucky trying to, I, I don't know if we saw Isaiah's name on his list, but I presumably he's on Bucky's list of atonement. And so he, yeah. he, he basically he's bringing Sam there to say, Hey, there have been other superhumans besides Captain America. Yeah. So it's not really out of place that these random people have powers and are suddenly popping up. And so then Sam's like, how the fuck, like, why the fuck didn't you tell me about all this? And they have an argument in the street and Bucky's like, Hey, I didn't, I didn't tell cap. Like I didn't tell anybody. Yeah. It it, it wasn't just you. I didn't tell anybody about this because I didn't. Well, a huge portion of it was because he wanted to be left alone. How to, how to do that. Because presumably um, that what it kind of felt like is that, he wasn't given the respect, you know what I mean? He was just a soldier doing his job, and he wanted to serve his country. And because of the era that they were in, um, you know, the military, stru- I believe it unsegregated after World War II, but it still wasn't um, an openly hospitable place for people of color. And that kind of seems like that's a big thing. That's going to be a big theme because you have. Um, yeah, a guy who was essentially Captain America, right? And then he even said, he was like, he made it seem like, okay, when they were done with me, they just threw me away. Yeah. Right? And yeah, that they, they seems like me off to the side. that's going to be a big role in this is that you have these guys who are, you know, you know, whether it's Bucky or Anthony Mackie and stuff, it's just like that there are people that are just out there um, – who, while they, you know, the same with like Cap was replaceable, is what I think what Bucky was trying to tell him is that, hey, there were other guys before and they've all been replaced. Well, right? I think it's partly that, but also partly them trying to put like, um, God, what am I trying to say? Try, he, he's trying to put emphasis behind the appearance of these superhumans. Yeah. That have presumably also, come from nowhere. And and he's he's basically saying, like, you know, there were the other winter soldiers, there was me, there was this guy, there could be more. We don't know. Yeah. And so that's like the reality is like now we're starting to see more. Now I don't think that these newbies, these newbies are newbies. They just got their powers. It's pretty obvious. You see interactions with the 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 quote unquote villains 
uh, which they're not, they're obviously not the main villains. No, but um, um, you see interactions with them. They're very green. We do. They're, they're see, definitely not 70 years old. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing is they're brand new. Um, and they are a group that wants the world to go back to the way it was before the um, blip. Yeah. Before the return of everybody, because as we're seeing that, that kind of caused a lot of havoc in the world and people I, are still trying to readjust to this. All of a sudden now there's twice the amount of people as there was before. I'll say it before us. I'll, I'll say it again. It's so cool that they've brought so much attention to that. Oh yeah. Cause it wasn't just like, Oh, everything's back to normal. It was like, all these people were older. We saw with Ant-Man and he sees his daughter and she's like a teenager instead of a little girl. Yeah. And, um, isn't that so crazy? Isn't that so crazy that we've had two movies where the villain does something and the heroes, they go out of their way to reverse it, right? And yeah. they save the day, quote unquote, but they didn't save the day. Yeah. The, one could make a, ser- like, that's so cool to see in a movie where oh, yeah. one can make a serious argument for why the bad guy is correct. It grounds it in reality so well. Oh, yeah. And that's the thing, too, is like, um, and I'm just loving. We I'm did loving every see- minute of it. Um, Bucky is going to speak to Baron Zemo. Oh yeah. So that was the last thing we saw. We don't know what that means, how he's going to get out. Um, we thought that Bucky is free of his code words, right? So that he can't be, um, but presumably one of the things is because Baron Zemo is still in his prison. Um, we did see, the, one of the leaders of this terrorist group, or guerrilla fighters, whatever you want to call them, received, you know, they go to the safe house, and they're well-received, and then one, the guy who's at the safe house says, hey, he'll be here soon to meet with you, and we don't know who that is. And then we also, she gets a text saying, you stole something from me, I'm going to kill all of you. Presumably they stole... That superhuman um, serum, but who the fuck did they steal it from? Right, that's the and, thing. And I think, and so that's so. What's cool is, you know, we were we. Are, I think we said this in previous, like the previous uh, episode. You know, we were wondering about how Baron Zemo was going to play into this. Obviously, we know he's a bad guy in the show. It's almost gearing up as if he's not the main bad guy, no. at least at first. And we now know that he's still in captivity. So something's going to happen to release him. Yeah, there's somebody uh, and else. allow him to operate. And, and we're not sure, like, what what pieces are going to fall down um, and, and where. And, you know, this is this is territory that I'm not super familiar with with a com- from a comic standpoint. So it'll Same. be interesting to see how it all plays out. So we've got you know, we've got Zemo, who has now been introduced. They're going to have a conversation with him. Mm-hmm. He is currently one of the only people that knows a fuck ton about the superhuman program mm-hmm. because he did extensive research into it in order to enact his plan in civil war. Um, and then there's the, you know, the freedom fighter slash terrorist group that is, that is enhanced. Presumably they stole the enhancements from somebody. And that yes. is this unknown entity who is also a bad guy. So we've got three groups here. We're going to see how well, they converge. And we also have um, Captain America slash super Patriot. Yes. And he is starting to show, more of Mel and I thought these Homelander traits, you know, maybe not as insane. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not the weird side. He definitely, definitely not the drinking breast milk side. Yeah. So he <laughs> but, he he, well, he, he straight up said, um, "I will do anything it takes 
And he's like, and his thing is he's, he keeps, and he said like, I am terrified that I'm going to fail, which means that he's going to want to go to these extreme lengths. And because we don't think that he's currently enhanced, he's going to be like, well, Captain America was enhanced. I have to be enhanced. Cause right. we saw him, um, we saw Falcon, Bucky, um, new cap. And the other guy's name is Battlestar. And neither of them are... The name's Battlestar. No, none of the four of them are enhanced, and they fought... Well, Bucky is. But then Bucky can't take on, was it eight, seven or eight enhanced people by himself? Um, I feel and they like all, Bucky's also holding back a little bit he is, because, because he, he is going wanna, through a healing process. He doesn't want to be the killer that he used to be. Yeah, because at the end of the day, he's probably... I think he was more enhanced than Cap, and then he's got a vibranium friggin' arm. Yeah. Um... By the way, uh, what was the name of, um, God dang it, Shatterstar. It was Shatterstar <laughs> in Deadpool 2 where he's like, the name's Shatterstar. Dude, that was the exact vibe I got when so, this new guy showed up and he goes, he's like, what, what was his name again? Battlestar. Battlestar. So, he's, like, he's like, the name's Battlestar. And I was like, hey, that's when they. That's when they both Deadpool's got out. Team? <laughs> yeah, that's when um, Bucky's like stopped the vehicle and he got out. And he yeah, was he's just like, like this fucking out. asshole gave himself a name. Yeah, he's like, I'm getting um, the fuck out of here. Oh, stop the car. Um, <laughs> Dude, that um, was the best. He goes, stop the car. And he just gets out. He's also like, when, fuck uh, off. Also when um, Falcon pointed out and he's like, man, he's like, he's like, look at you being all stealthy. And he's like, you spend a year in Wakanda and you come out White Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he goes, actually, it was White Wolf, but whatever. <laughs> dude, dude, so much dialogue, so much uh, like uh, even even the part where um, they get stopped by the cops because they're arguing in the street and the cops are like, oh, is there a problem here? And and Sam's like, yo, fuck off. And, and, and uh, you know, um, fucking Winter Soldier uh, is like he's, he's like, oh, like there's no problem. Just get the yeah. fuck out of here. And then they're like, oh, Mr. Falcon, sorry, didn't see you there. And of course, yeah. their whole demeanor changes. And I'm like, that's such a real world scenario that that would happen. Well, and then what's even better to... is that Bucky accidentally fucking skipped out on his, his parole meeting. So then he gets arrested and they throw handcuffs on him. And I'm like, okay, what's that going to fucking do? But he's yeah. like, oh, I'm just going to go with them. You yeah, know, and they make him of, uh, man of steel when he gets thrown in prison. And they make him like, Bucky eh. and Sam have like this, like literally like couples, like therapy moment. That um, was the best. But what I think is going to happen is so in, the comics, um, both Super uh, Patriot and Battlestar are both enhanced. So either they're gonna a, try to level the playing field. For yeah, sure. so they're gonna try to level the playing field. And in the, the comics too, the serum that he gives him makes him hyper aggressive. But we already saw him uh, shoot one person. Um, but that's not necessarily out of Cap. The new uh, Steve Rogers after World War Two wasn't shooting people anymore. He wasn't shooting Nazis. But then again, he was full. He was a soldier in a war. So it's a little bit different. Um, this guy, you know, he's a soldier, but, and then the guy who plays Battlestar even told him, he's like, Hey man, you, you kind of get like kind of worked up sometimes and you get really amped up. Yeah. Um, so I think what's going to happen is he, I mean, yeah, we're, we've already started to see, I wouldn't necessarily point to the, the using the gun, but more his interaction. Like there's, there's one point, where he asks for the last time to have Sam and Bucky help him. And yeah. they say, fuck you. You're not the real cap. And he goes, okay, well, if you guys aren't going to work with me, then stay the fuck out of my way. Yeah. And, and that was like, that was that mixed with a couple of other scenes 
was the slow peak we got into the more aggressive because you know he's a super patriot or agent 47 from the agent 47 uh, no i'm sorry <laughs> us agent from uh agent whatever he's some like generic in in the comics he's just like he he's he's like a cap that doesn't have morals that's what he is and yeah. so i think we're going to see in his quest to quote unquote do right by the sh- by the mantle He's going to just turn into this guy that does whatever it takes to get stuff done. Yeah. Almost like a punisher. Yeah, that's exactly. He's going to look at it like instead of a punisher whose belief that the system is entirely broken, he's going to look at it as the only way to save the system and the way of life and stuff is to do these things. Right. And I think what we're going to see is he's actually going to kill potentially some of these other super soldiers and then Falcon and Bucky are going to see it. Like he's just going to like, whether he executes them or it's a situation where maybe he couldn't have and he, he shouldn't have. And he realizes that they're just people trying to write what they believe are the wrongs of the world. Yeah. I think it's going to be like gonna, one of those. He's going to kill them. Yeah. I think it's gonna be one of those scenarios where he's just like, he just shoots somebody and like, you know, Bucky or, or Sam's like, Oh, that wasn't necessary. He's like, Oh, they were enemies of the state. Yeah. Fucking. One of those type scenarios that we've seen in movies. I think before. that they are going to end up fighting, and I think Falcon is going to take the, or one or both of them is going to take. They're going to fight him, and they're going to take the shield from him. Yeah, because he's going to be like something's going to happen. Well, we already saw in the trailer for the show that Sam practices with the shield at one point, so we know he gets the shield, whether yeah. or not it's that shield or if he's given a new one from Wakanda or well, that's, what that's, happens. That is a new one because the other one got fucked up by Thanos. True. So that I mean that was I guess that would have been a. Cap already obviously gets a new one made for him, presumably. Um, or or it could be the old one. They just It could be an old one because, remember, he went back in time. Oh, yeah. So he could have brought one forward in time with him, like a spare one. I don't know. I mean, only, I mean, know. how many did he have? I thought Dude, he just had the one. Fucking, they had, they had so once, once Wakanda got introduced, I was like, bro, they probably have like 15,000 of those things just laying around somewhere <laughs> just in yeah. case. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I think that it'd be, it's one of those things where, um, yeah, we're, we're building up to a conflict between... So we have Baron Zemo coming back into the picture. Then we have Bucky and Sam. Then we have Super Patriot slash Newcap and Battlestar. Then we have this terrorist group. And then there's this other entity that some is pissed of, yeah, some that kind they of stole like, the super soldier, presumably, serum. Yeah. Some um, kind of like black market group. Some underground fucking cabal group. Yeah, because Hydra's disintegrated. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. It, well, um, yeah. It's, yeah. Allegedly, if it didn't change it. It's just one of those things where it's always around. I mean, look at yeah, the comics. Like, they're always around. But I think in the Marvel Universe, they're finally, like, pretty much non-existent. Like, I'm sure there's some people. In fact, you we saw uh, Bucky meet up, like, with, in the first episode, he confronts one of the... Um, senators that was a hydropon so there's probably people yep. that are like you know still like low-key but whatever anyway yeah. it just the, the episode i mean bottom line the episode was really great we're seeing some really cool stuff um I've, i'm loving the attention to detail to the world building the way that they're rooting it kind of in um a relatable real world to today's society well, yeah, and, and not- just the the banter between the two characters, I mean, the whole scene where, where they're having the discussion in the uh, therapist session is like, you know, there was there was a real sense of, you know, Bucky, Bucky and Sam right now are not friends like they're friends, but like they're not they're they're at odds right now. Bucky feels betrayed by Sam giving up the shield. He was like, you know, I knew Cap 
for a really long time. Yeah. And he wouldn't have given that to you unless he believed that you were the one to carry on that mantle. Like that, that is, that is like the most ceremonial thing anybody could have done. Yeah. And he gave you that and you just gave it away. So he sees, he sees, um, Sam as betraying the, uh, the mantle that Captain America stood for his legacy. And, and Sam is like, listen, can we just for one second think that maybe I did this because I thought it was the right thing to do. So Sam thinks that what he did was the right thing to do. He believes that there, that no one should have replaced Captain America, yeah. that he was un- unreplaceable and to do so would be to tarnish his legacy. And I and think so, that's where Isaiah, the whole scene with that yeah. comes into po- it to be important and be like, Hey, there's always going to be someone you know what I mean? And right. I think it and was kind was, of saying was like, Sam, hey. That was uh, Bucky trying to tell Sam like, hey, you you said that you didn't want to replace him because that would be dishonest. It's already happened before. And it's going to continue to happen. We already have this new Captain America. They're already doing it. Yeah. So I understand your sentiment, but I don't. Yeah, right after he had the whole speech, we need, he well, he even said, he's like, we need new um, superheroes, right? Because... You know, the original crews scattered or retired or dead. Um, and I, what I'm interested to see is at some point, because we know in the comics, this is probably a long way off, that, you know, Falcon legitimately becomes um, Captain America. He's yeah, not Captain time. America right now. And then eventually Bucky becomes Captain America. But what I think is I don't think we'll see that for a very long time. But one of the things I think that we might see is if he picks up the shield or takes it from um, Super Patriot and we briefly get to see him fight with it or use it because he catches it at one point, you know what I mean, with his hand and he throws it back to freaking Super Patriot. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know like I mean? very begrudgingly. So there's, um, it, it actually, that that scene hearkened me back to um, Civil War where both Bucky and Cap are fighting against Iron Man and they're trading shots and bouncing the shield off of Iron Man and catching yeah. it to each other. So the when when Cap throws the shield and Bucky catches it, you see a brief hesitation to throw it back. And he kind of like rolls his eyes and he tosses it back to the new Cap. And it reminded me of that scene. I was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. It's like he, here he is like doing the same thing that he would have done with his best bud. But now he's having to do it with this stranger. And he's just like so disgruntled by it. And it's like that's. That's fucking that. That's character development. That's storytelling. That's how you fucking do it. It was so. Oh God, I'm I'm enjoying the show, um, and it's it's very like I, I I I'm excited, man. I'm excited. This is making me hyped. So, um, you know, that was that was episode two. Yeah, we're only two episodes in now. I think there's six. Is that right? Is there only six for this one? Yeah, I think there's only six for this one. Well, hopefully that that's presumably why it started off fast and it continues to be. They're long fast. episodes though. They're yeah, no, they're good. I like division. it. I'm, I mean, hopefully we'll see what it's going to be setting it up as. Um, you know what we're what we're going to get here in the next couple of episodes. It's ramping up pretty quick. Yeah, we already see Super Patriot being a kind of a dick. We saw Baron Zemo. We get the you know the text again saying that there's now there's a, some other fourth party or whatever. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, this this episode you'll be you'll be listening to this going into uh, episode three, presumably, 
And yep. uh, we'll definitely share some thoughts on that one as it comes out. Oh, yeah. um, the next thing we want to jump into, and this will be our closeout for the day. Um, this podcast will be a, probably a little bit shorter than the last few, just because we weren't expecting the Godzilla. Yeah, that was supposed to be a huge, that was supposed to be a huge thing. This. And so definitely expect Godzilla versus Kong to be a huge part of uh, the next episode. But, yes. um, what I wanted to jump into was some video game stuff. So mm-hmm. Halo Infinite, that's been a real question mark ever since their E3, uh, debuted, um, when folks were less than pleased with what they were seeing, rightfully so. Um, since then they've kind of gone underground, right? They, they delayed the game to this year. Um, and they've kind of been working on some things here and there. There have been some small snippets that have been released. Uh, most recently there was a short little like teaser that showed some of the new lighting that they introduced to the game that I agree make a 100% change from what we saw in E3. However, mm-hmm. I hope that's not the only thing they did because there was still more from a graphical standpoint that I felt needed to be done besides just the lighting change. The lighting was definitely a factor and that can be a make or break for how your visuals look, but I didn't feel like that was the only problem. So hopefully that was just an example that they're showing, Hey, look how much change we've made. Now, what I want to talk about is a soundbite that was released. So anybody who's a big fan of Halo knows that the game is 50% the game and 50% the soundtrack. Halo has one of the most, the franchise, especially the first three games, have one of the most iconic, recognizable soundtracks of all time. Wait, it's always beautiful. Like it's it, been, it, it gets you hyped up in the moment of what you're currently playing, you know, more so than... Yeah. Most other games. One of the most it's an beautiful soundtracks series. in gaming history. Yep. I mean, it's just facts. So that was something that has been lacking since I would probably say Halo 4. I didn't I didn't think Halo 4 was that bad. Definitely 5 was bad. Um, soundtrack wise, I felt like Halo 4 was lacking in comparison to 3. Mm-hmm. Um, Halo 5 was significantly lacking. The Halo Wars games were okay. Uh, especially the second one was a step in the right direction with with everything, the art style and the music and all that. Um, but that was going to be something very important for this game because yes. everybody is ready for a return to traditional Halo yeah. in terms of feel. Like, yeah, it's going to have new mechanics to, to meet the modern age, mm-hmm. but it needs to return to that original Halo feel. So what was released was a soundbite. Um, and it's a uh, so it was like a a, a moody uh, musical note, not note. I'm sorry, musical number. And it's supposed to be like the ambiance music that you'll hear when you go into a forerunner structure. And it was beautiful. It was very well done. It's a short video. Halo released it to their um, official YouTube page, so you can find it there. There's like a little bit of artwork in the background. It shows Chief standing in this huge like forerunner citadel, not citadel, but it's like a it's like a hall, great hall almost. The high ceilings, all these different like uh, moving parts. You know, very forerunner, very classic Halo style uh, painting, I believe it was. Um, and and you have this music playing, and the music reminded me of the original games. Yeah, and I was like. You know, if I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it, and a lot of people are saying that this is really good signs for where this game will go. 
Um, you know, we might actually see a successful Halo game. Everybody was very skeptical. Oh yeah, for E three, and again, rightfully so. Well, but the things that are slowly starting to leak out are pointing more and more towards what we hoped it was going to be. We also saw, or at least I know, I've watched a handful of videos now, but they've slowly put out or got leaked that, you know, the graphics was another big thing, and they're like, well, how come like Chief looks good, but then everything else looks like shit. You know what I mean? And it was like, well, like I actually saw um, a video that I guess that came out and it actually showed that they've worked significantly on those things. But it also showed that um, they made a handful of mistakes as well. Like it has a it looks like it has a dynamic day and night cycle now in a lot of places. Um, and that and they showed like, you know, like they, they they I don't know if it was Halo that put out like a dynamic, like a time lapse thing. And it shows, you know. When it switches to night or to, you know, to evening or dawn, it's not going to have the same look necessarily as like during the daylight where you get to see all the fine details. But it looks like the graphics are getting much better, you know, because what was it? Uh, the one brute, what did everybody name him? Like Bob or something like that. Oh, Craig. Craig. Yeah, Craig <laughs> the brute. Yeah, he's just emotionless as he gets fucking murdered by Chief. <laughs> and what and- it was is if you slow that down, what that was is I think when they kill that particular brute, um, he falls into it. Like he briefly goes into a T pose right before he falls to the ground. And that's why he had that expression is because he, it, the model switched back to the normal T pose for a brief second and then fell to the ground dead. And so when he's in that T pose, you see him with just no emotion <laughs> on his face. Like <laughs> you're probably wondering how I got to this situation. Yeah, I, I think if if what we're seeing is true and what should be the case for most um, games and even potentially movies and whatnot is if you have to, you know, if you're losing sight of what the grand picture is, go back to your roots and like what made this great to begin with. And Halo, a lot of it was the environment was fairly simple, but the the music, like you said... Yeah. Like, you know, listen, think of the music in like Lord of the Rings. Like remove it from the remove all of the the music from it and and the same with Star Wars. Like um Duel of the Fates, like remove that. You know, or whatnot. It just wouldn't give you the same that like iconic, you know, because we know that sounds and music ties people to memory and nostalgia and stuff. And hell yeah, like if you play those the Lord of the Rings music or the Star Wars music or the early Halo, like, you know what I mean? Or like the freaking the Halo start menu music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you get those like goosebumps. 100%. And I think that if they can return to that, because the story looks like, I mean, I don't know where the story's going to go, but it looks like it's going to be pretty friggin' cool. And, and they're, um, they're, they're trying. Yeah. And it's like, we could have, you know, if we have the Banished who are, somehow, you know, managing to be more brutal and efficient than the Covenant ever were. Yeah. Then you have the new um, Sangheli, or however you freaking say that. Uh, yeah, Sangheli. Yeah, Sangheli. Their alliance. The and then Yes, and then, you know, the humans. And then you still have Covenant um, remnant forces, and then you have Cortana with the Forerunner. Um yeah, and I think that's what I thought that maybe this was going with with because it's Halo Infinite. They said that they wanted to. It seems like they wanted a not like I guess like an open world where you could go, 
Well, that's probably definitely part of the. Yeah, like is there's going to be now instead of the Covenant and the humans, you have these different factions, and you get to potentially choose what you want to deal with, and maybe if they go even further in depth, you know, it's like kind of like Mass Effect. You do A or B, you know, but if you whatever one you pick may affect the, your ability to even resolve the other problem, right? It's yeah. Like, do we lose this? Do we try to save this colony? Or do we lose it? You know, because you went and did X Y Z. Yeah. That'd be freaking cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it's still a little early. We're not going to see anything until closer to launch. I think launch is expected for, I want to say the December timeframe. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so this is definitely like, I'll say that three for three is trying. Um, at least, you know, I've played Halo Wars two and anybody that played that game, most folks have recognized it as a return to traditional Halo. The story was pretty good. Obviously, it was an RTS, so the gameplay is different than any other Halo game you would ever touch. But the the uh, the graphics, the sound score, the art style, the model uh, uh, renditions of yep. the the banished and the different characters, even of the flood, um, was all very reminiscent of traditional Halo style, and people liked that. They didn't like the Halo Four and Five style, and I agree with them. Yeah. So, you know, to see that return is super awesome. And then to see them take the banished out of those games and put them into the first person game with chief was an awesome step in the right direction. Everybody was very excited for that. Everybody going into the E3 was very excited because it looked like there was this push to bring Halo back the right way. And then the only thing that let us down is that the gameplay just looked so unpolished. And it did. It looked like something out of Halo 3, which Halo 3 was great for its time period, but we are a decade past that game's launch, yeah. more so. So, you know, that was very disappointing. They're going, they've gone back, you know, they delayed the game. They've gone back. They're fixing things. They're slowly releasing little tidbits. We got to listen to this audio bit, and it's amazing. You know, it's just the the little things like that. If they are building upon those, then this might actually be a successful game in terms of story. Um, and this is the last speculation that I'll make. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jake, you can tell me what you think. So Halo 5 sucked. Everybody hated that story. Um, multiplayer was OK, but the campaign was terrible. The story was all over the place. It didn't make sense for the universe. Um, it was just a mess. Part of what I believe Halo Infinite is, is a soft reboot, meaning they're going to try and right some of the wrongs from Halo 5. So what I think we're going to see is a nullification of Cortana. So the beginning of the game is going to tie us into the end of Halo Wars, uh, Halo Wars 2, and the end of Halo 5. Um, We're going to see Cortana. We're going to see her manipulating the mantle via using all the Forerunner technology. There's going to be some kind of fight with her. Potentially the banished get involved and that's where everything. So the first half of the game is going to be you basically defeating Cortana. They're just going to try and nip that in the bud as fast as they can with the story, whether it's you as the chief or whether the banished come in and complicate things because they figured out some kind of backdoor hack to just fuck up Cortana's control of everything. And then the second half is you dealing with, this uh, war boss that we get introduced to in the uh, trailer, the the E3 gameplay, 
Yeah. Um, and he ends up being the main villain of this particular title. I don't think that we will see Atriox, at least in a physical capacity. He's obviously going to be a bad guy for later down the road since he's the leader of the Banished. But I think they're going to be basically just kind of trying to axe Cortana as quickly as possible because that plot line didn't really fit well and wasn't going anywhere. Uh, they're just going to try and like, they're, they're going to pull a Halo 3. So Halo 3 was divided into two parts. There was the part on Earth and there was the part on the on the uh, arc. Yep. And so I think they're going to do a similar thing with Halo Infinite. Obviously, it's going to be a much larger game. So they have the room to do that. Uh, the first half is going to be you dealing with Cortana. The second half is you dealing with the Banished. That's just my thought. <laughs> I just remember something. I can't remember where the hell I heard this from, but I just remembered it. And it was talking, like, comparing, like, um, different heroes and protagonists from different series. And somebody said that Master Chief is a 50-year-old virgin that's simping for an AI. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> and it says, who's your hero now? I was just like, I was like, uh, like yeah. well, uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of rooted in the real, real world now, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, uh, I mean, what do you think, man? You think that that that, that makes that yeah. you agree with that, or do I you do, think it's maybe going yes. in a different direction? No, I think that um, they'll. That's obviously. I do think that what it's going to be is you're going to have choices, right? We have they have to take care of Cortana. Then the banished are starting to become more and more of a problem. And then who knows? You might there might be a little bit of conflict with the old covenant, um, old guard that are still clinging on. Um, I think and, they might just get absorbed by the banished. Oh yeah, uh, they 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 might. Um, and then, because as of Halo Five, the remnants of yeah, the uh, Covenant are done. Because if you maybe have somewhat of that Mass Effect kind of flavor sprinkled on top, where you have to make a choice, right? Do we sacrifice A to save B and C kind of deal? Um, but yeah, I think that. Yeah, the, the Banished are going to be the main overarching story. You're going to start trying to eliminate Cortana. Yeah. And then the Banished are just going to become more and more of a problem. And then yep. whether it ends with Atriox appearing or – we got to see him at some point. Yeah, we probably you know, will. Um, whether it's, you know, a cutscene or whatnot. Um, yeah. I think we will. I think we'll see him for sure. Um, oh, yeah. They just do the banished are so much more interesting than even the forerunners. Like yeah. the idea of the forerunners returning was cool in, in theory and it ended up being not so cool in practice. Um, and the banished are just, they're just a more interesting. So like, you know, one of the complaints going into four and five was, okay, we haven't really done anything cool with the covenant. Like we've been fighting the covenant this entire time and you know, they're starting to get bland. They're starting to get repetitive. You know, there's there's nothing. Yeah. What, what can we do? The Banished solved that problem instantly. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it was like, because the Forerunner, because the biggest thing, right, because I read the books way back with like the first handful that came out. There's so many now. I know. Um, And it was like this lore of the humans just couldn't match the Covenant in any fight. Right. But then there was enough humans and there was enough worlds where eventually they started to be able to reverse engineer stuff. And, you know, they started to gain footing against the covenant, but they were this force that they just couldn't fucking beat. They were yeah. the boogeyman. Yeah. Right. And if the covenant wanted to, they could glass a planet. They could take any planet they wanted. There and really then eventually was much we could do. 
that faded, right? And then they're like, okay, well, the covenant are just the covenant, you know what I mean? Um, and it was like that both the covenant and, the hum- and humanity had been slugging it out for so long that they were both almost spent. And then the forerunner came in and it was like, they don't feel, I mean, I love the, the halo lore, but it's like, they just don't feel the same, you know, cause it, it was like, was it halo four where you kill the friggin', um, Promethean? The uh, didact? Yeah. The yeah. Didact, halo four. Um, yeah. Cause the Promethean. Well, technically he dies in the comics, but yes, halo four. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. Cause he, he, somehow, I won't even get into that. That's a yeah. whole nother fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like, okay, you know what I mean? That's cool. You know what I mean? But then it was like, then she takes his place and it's like, okay, they're, I was like, ah, it doesn't, it didn't have the same charm as fighting the covenant did. Yeah. Right. It definitely yeah. lacked that. And maybe it was because they were all gray and then the covenant were all these cool colors. You had like the different ranks and stuff and they, they got cooler looking as they ranked up. And then the covenant and then the Prometheans were just like, uh, just the Prometheans never gray. felt forerunner to me. Yeah. Like I, th- I, I had an, a, a separate idea of what the, co- or the forerunners should have felt like. You know what I mean? And then when we saw that they were real people, like real aliens, right? And I was like, I want to see more of that. Not these, I mean, I get that they transferred their like minds or whatever into these robots. You know what I mean? Because they were going to die out. But yeah, they just didn't have that quality because the Covenant, you know, had that, I don't want to say, dare I say human quality, but they had that like rage and like air of pride and fucking pompousness and like we're gonna friggin' squash you and the, you know what I mean and then the the Prometheans are just like automatons you know what I mean like yeah. they're like they don't have that you know they didn't like they weren't like you know that you know the grunts would get scared and run right. or they would have like reactions on their face when you scared them and stuff and it was just like ah it doesn't feel the same but hopefully with the banished yeah I think the banished are I think the banished are gonna be dope the cool thing about the banished is like you know humanity has now reached a level where they are somewhat on par with where the covenant was in terms of technology, because they've been able to integrate a lot of covenant and forerunner technology into their own stuff. However, the banished are now a, you know, well organized, well oiled war machine. And where they differ for the differ from the covenant is they're very tactically sound for the most part. Now, yeah, if you've played, Halo Wars 2, you know, you see that the humans are actually able to deal a blow to the Banished, but, you know, for the most part, in the lore, the Banished are like this brutal, well-organized military presence. You know, they have the, they have the, uh, they, they, they have tacticians, they have strategy, they have some of the things that the Covenant was lacking. You know, that was part of the reason why the humans, at least in the lore and the books and stuff, were able to do as well as they did at times is because they had better tactics because the covenant just thought that they were going to steamroll everything. They were very prideful. In fact, some of the only examples of the covenant using tactics was with, uh, the arbiter before he became the arbiter when he was, uh, uh, fucking, uh, uh, fuck. What was his name? What was his name before he was the arbiter? Um, Uh, you're, you're trying to something you're anyway. to delve like deep yeah, into the, ar- I, the archives uh, of it, my it childhood. Was, um, <laughs> it, it it was Val's, Val Val something. or some shit. I don't know. They all got these weird fucking. Yeah. So so anyway, you know, there he he was able to employ like legitimate strategies. His that name was Craig. Effectively against the humans. Um, you saw that at Reach. So that's what the banished are doing. The banished are actually like, hey, we 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 have this technology. But we also 
have it's because the they were to back it they up, were forced so. to they were yeah. like they were suicidal they were covenant at the same time the humans were they well that and, and initially they were shock troops they yeah. were you know as the brutes got fully integrated into the covenant you had this group they were the initial group of right shock troops we're going to use these brutes exactly what they are that's why they call them brutes you know what i mean we're going to send them in they're going to slaughter everybody they're going to break they're going to break the walls of the city and then they're going to die doing it. But then you have Atriox who just didn't die, right? And I'm sure, as, you know, they learned to do more and more with the thin resources they had. Right. And obviously he got fed up with, like, fuck this shit, you know. Where the Covenant fail, we keep succeeding. You know, and that, and if you get somebody like that kind of character who's like, if we keep, you know, succeeding and my men keep succeeding, but where they fail, why am I listening to them? Right. Which is what we see because he gets he goes to get executed and doesn't is it him specifically that kills all the elites by himself? No, uh, he he starts that, fighting against the elite. Uh, it's just like a brief kind of synopsis of his origin where he um, he rejects the covenant and so then everybody else like in his group are kind of inspired to do the same and they they execute all the elites that were in charge of them and they go on their own way. And they start garnering support from other factions that, you know, see their strength and want to benefit from it. So um, it's this whole thing. It's it's really cool. There's a lot of speculation. And we'll certainly talk more about Halo as we get closer to the game. I really, really, really want it to do well. I mean, I'm a big Halo fan. We haven't had a good Halo game in a long time. I want it to succeed. And certainly there are inklings that it may be. What we're hoping it is, I don't want a repeat of Cyberpunk, but at the same time, you fucking better not, man. It, it's three for three has not done a good job of instilling confidence in no. us. So, and well, here's the thing: we'll just see how it goes. It's the flagship game for Xbox. Yeah, Halo is the reason if you only had one to get an Xbox, right? And then it's also a core childhood memory of. That era. Yeah, I grew of, up on those games. Yeah, exactly. And it was like, you know, they they have to understand that they need to redeem themselves from five and then yeah. partially from four, you know. And here's to hoping that they do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for this episode. I mean, we <laughs> we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, and, and again, we'll, we're gonna we're gonna revisit. Um, Probably a lot of this going forward. Um, yeah, we'll go but, greater depth into individual pieces. This episode, we covered a lot of things because... Yeah. Um, we definitely want to cover more gaming news as it comes out. Um, we've been covering a lot of shows, and we've been doing yes. our scenarios. But, um, yes. you know, yeah, as gaming news comes out, there's there's a lot of stuff starting to churn now. Now that, now that uh, you know, the world is attempting to take steps back to normalization... You're seeing a lot of uh, stability returns to these industries and a lot of things um, pumping out as normal. So as that happens, we'll try to we'll try to add our two cents on it. But um, that's going to do it for this episode. We're going to head on out of here. We're super excited for Godzilla. So definitely uh, anticipate that review in the next the podcast. Next episode. <laughs> yeah, the next episode. And uh, yeah, once again, the the scenarios, if you have scenarios for us, definitely share those with us at uh, Jacob Mel podcast on our Instagram and uh, Jacob Mel podcast at gmail.com. Um, any other topics you want us to cover? Definitely keep turning those out to us and we'll keep posting them on the podcast.
Yeah, absolutely. Um, keep it up. I'm going to try to interact more and more um, with the Instagram page and listeners, but please feel free at any point. Um, you just message us and be like, hey, I was just, you know, I liked XYZ or, you know, maybe next time try this. Like the fact that we had somebody, we had multiple people say, hey, can you actually put the timestamps in? You know, okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's little Happy things. You just help, you know, in the end, you're helping, you're helping us, us evolve, create a better product for you and hopefully new listeners. And yeah, topics, movies you want us to review, games you want us to review, you name it. And we'll do it. You name it, we'll do it. We'll do anything you want for the right price. (laughs) For the right price. All right, until next time, everyone. Have a good one, everyone. Mm-hmm.